0: and welcome to Idea Podcast. In today's episode, we will be talking with David Newman. Hi, David. Thanks for being with us today. Hi, Seppi. Good. Uh, Just to give our audience a a bit of introduction, uh, David Newman is a digital marketing expert and freelancer. After 15 plus years of working in the gaming industry for Electronic Arts, or EA, he started working as a freelancer in September 2019. His uh, services include content marketing for website, direct mailings and social media, strategic marketing consultancy, and search engine optimization. He also runs a YouTube channel with video tutorials about software for working remotely, which I highly recommend. Um, Okay, David, first things uh, first, uh, we are uh, more than eight months into this pandemic. Uh, Can you share uh, what you have learned so far from this uh, sort of new reality that we are living in and what has surprised you the most?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, So (laughs) I would say um, it certainly taught me One thing, and that is how quickly things can change in our world. So even those things that you take for absolutely granted. Um, In fact, I went through uh, pictures of my previous previous travels last night and I actually used to travel quite frequently Mm -hmm. and that seems like a a really distant past now. So even though uh, in the beginning still of uh, this year it was a totally normal thing to travel a lot and now looking at those pictures Almost you know felt felt a bit odd or how we how we did all those travels and uh, and what has surprised me actually is how quickly this pandemic became such a challenge for many businesses uh mm-hmm. while obviously in some sectors, like those who deal with traveling you know to give one example mm-hmm. it's it's kind of understandable that they are struggling, but in others, I think it's more a sign that they either didn't really adapt to the changes that the digital world brings about or that they had very poor financial planning or maybe both, Mm. so I don't know. Um, So yeah, um, it's not just the change itself, but how quickly this change can turn businesses upside down is what
0: surprised me. Uh, Yeah, I understand Can you give us an example on on which um, uh, industry do you think managed it the, the, the best?
1: Uh, who's managing it the best? Well, right? yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, obviously, um, those digital <laughs> digital companies that were ahead of, you know, the regular industry, I would say, yeah. uh, we've all heard about the Amazons and, and the Zooms and the yeah. likes and who made like yeah, really, yeah. I mean, a, a big uh, profit even out of yeah. this pandemic. So it's all more a matter of, you know, how you, I mean, if you if you have set up your business in a way that it already is working towards like a digital world, then of course you have advantages. But even if you have a, a classic uh, business running, uh, that doesn't mean you can entirely ignore like all the changes that we we are seeing in the in the digital um, space, you know. And I think that's what you know fell on their feet now in many cases.
0: Yeah, indeed, indeed. Uh, we are right into the second wave of COVID-19 across Europe. Um, how do you see the world in the coming months and even years? What do you expect uh, actually to be the main uh, challenge going on?
1: Uh, tough for me to say, really. I mean, I don't have a crystal ball. I don't really know. Uh, but uh, one of <laughs> one of the main challenges, uh, I think, is the strategy so far for many countries has been, oh, we just shadow our eyes and, and bite through and it will all go away in a few weeks or months and mm-hmm. and now that you know we've seen all these uh, developments and the second wave incoming, coming I'm not so sure that will really be the case that it will all be gone in a few weeks or months so the question is how are governments going to switch from a short-term bridging approach to a more long-term containment of the pandemic and that we are accepting, okay, this is maybe something that we have to live with for longer term and we have to adapt to. And that question is fundamentally tied to the acceptance of of the measures within the population, which as we know, has also been a very challenging factor.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, regarding the sort of a uh, long-term long-term containment plan, I think vaccine is uh, on the table. A lot of companies are working on it. But uh, what would be a sort of a reliable uh, solution, I, I, I guess, uh, we'll see in, in the coming months.
1: Yeah. And I mean, the vaccine is certainly something that, you know, lots of companies are working on. But even even if they find a vaccine that works, it will take quite a long time. We all know that until you can sure. actually distribute that vaccine to all the people. So even when it's found, it will still take quite
0: some time. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, um, you are working as a freelance digital marketing and content marketing expert. Could you explain it uh, for us uh, a bit? Uh, what does it exactly mean and uh, what do you do? And also, maybe you can also introduce your uh, YouTube channel.
1: Um, yeah, sure. Um, so, yeah, I started uh, freelancing last year. And uh, mm-hmm. since from the start, I've been working from home. So that is isn't a new experience for me. <laughs> and uh, and even before my in my long-term uh, employment at EA, I, I had a remote team at the end, so working from home was not really that special. Um, and now I'm I'm offering different services in the field of digital marketing, as you said in the introduction. So most importantly, that's content marketing. So it means I create editorial content um, that I then publish uh, as well uh, via various channels for my clients, so that depends on the client and their setup. Um, That could be on their website, could be on their social media channels or their newsletters, for example. Um, But I'm also Mm -hmm. consulting in in broader online marketing strategies, especially now for professionals who aren't that familiar with the topic of digital marketing, but have understood now, especially through COVID-19, that they need to do something about their business because the traditional ways of acquiring their new clients doesn't work as well anymore as it did or it doesn't work anymore. You know? So they need to go out and have a digital presence and you know show themselves to those people who are now sitting at home. And they can no longer just go to events and talk to people and such other things, which for many people was really their main source of acquiring new clients. But that is not there anymore. Um, I also do offer website optimization, especially in terms of uh, SEO, or search engine optimization. And I started a YouTube channel uh, on which I post um, yeah, mostly tutorials about software that can help you to get your job done when you work from home. And, and just mm-hmm. this week, uh, by the way, my channel broke the uh, 100,000 views mark. So that is...
0: Congratulations. Thank you.
1: That is way more than I anticipated when I started it in March. So that's... <laughs> really great and uh through that actually through the um youtube channel i got some requests um about uh, the zoom web conferencing software so um i started offering zoom classes uh, for you know professionals new to the whole web conferencing business who don't know you know how to deal with it um and uh, yeah i basically give classes in zoom um you can find all the information about me and my services on my website and that is uh, www.neumann.digital, and Neumann with a double N at the end.
0: Thanks for sharing this, David. Uh, So going back a bit in your uh, background, before working as a freelance, uh, you were working at EA uh, as a manager corporate communications and EA brand. Uh, Could you also tell us a bit about that?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, So I I used to work for more than 15 years uh, for EA, um, Electronic Arts. Um, Many people only know it as EA Sports, even though that is Mm. uh, basically uh, just a sub-brand of the company. Um, mm-hmm. And I worked in the online marketing and communications department there. And in the last four years of my employment, as I already said, I had a remote team. I was managing uh, three communication specialists. And the interesting part is that they were all located in different countries. So while I was sitting in, in Cologne, Germany, uh, I had one a specialist in UK, one in France and one in Australia. And then on, no. on top of that, I reported to the headquarter in Silicon Valley in California. <laughs> so that is
0: very international. <laughs> that is a, a
1: virtual uh, round trip huh, around the world each day <laughs> in uh, all yeah. kinds of uh, calls and web conferences. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it uh, mm-hmm. quickly showed me, you know, the requirements of working remotely. So that kind of helped me and gave me, I think a bit of an advantage there. So, and our team uh, was responsible for the EA brand editorial content on the, on the website, EA.com mm-hmm. and uh, on the company's social media channels as well. So uh, pretty similar to what I'm offering now. And our mission was to, mm-hmm. was to show the people behind the games to put it, to summarize it in, in one sentence. So yeah, showing, showing the people that make the games and uh, yeah, to, to give them a face.
0: Interesting. So I think that based on your background, you were already kind of well-prepared for the uh, Corona sort of uh, work uh, environment. Yeah, already. without <laughs>
1: knowing, without knowing I was.
0: Exactly, without knowing. Yeah, nice. Um, you uh, studied political science and uh, journalism. Uh, I'm curious to ask, uh, how, how did this uh, help you get where you are now?
1: Uh, that is really a tough question. Um, because <laughs> honestly, I think it would be an overstatement to say that at the time when I was studying that, I already knew what job I wanted to have exactly. Uh, or mm-hmm. let's put it that way. Would I have imagined working at EA for, for more than 15 years and in, in marketing or being a freelancer now while I was studying, uh, probably not, or most certainly not. So I don't really want to interpret too much into what I did back then and how that has led me to where I am now. But the one thing that I can say with uh, 100% certainty is that uh, it would all have turned out very differently uh, if I hadn't gone to study abroad. Um, So especially my year in San Francisco uh, at the uh, San Francisco State University was very helpful and it was quite clearly the main reason I got the job at Electronic Arts back in 2004. So my boss once told me that, like this was the reason for hiring me. Um, So I guess my advice is more, look what you can do in addition to your studies in order to to broaden your horizon Mm -hmm. and to, to enhance your skills. And that can be anything. This doesn't have to be studying abroad, even though I would recommend studying abroad. It can also be tons of other things like starting your own small business on the side or anything that would help you to, you know, get a different perspective on things and understand challenges of the working world better.
0: Yeah, thanks for sharing that. I think that's a very good advice, especially now that uh, we live in such a dynamic world and things are changing a lot. So it's always good to have a bit of a a different sort of um, skill sets. Uh, that can help you in different situations. Um, uh, I have one more question about uh, uh, your uh, work experiences. What was the main reason that you have decided to leave a corporate job and become a freelancer?
1: So yeah, um, I don't know. I think it's it's a very standard procedure for many global corporations to have reorganizations very often. At least this was the Mm -hmm. case at EA. So it felt like we had Reorgs every three months or so somewhere in the company, uh, and it was like the, the change was your only friend, your yeah? your only trusted and stable friend. <laughs> um, but yeah. that was one in in 2019 that affected my team as it got broken up and my role no longer existed. And and then that's what, that was when I was looking at my options and uh, within the company, and it became clear yeah. that probably, you know, that was the moment and the best time to move on and then try my luck as a freelancer. It was something that I had in the, in the previous three or four years had as a thought in the back of my mind. Um, But Mm -hmm. it was uh, definitely a push that I needed to actually make that move. So without the reorg and, you know, um, dissolving my team and all those steps, I'm not so sure I would ever have made that step, but, now I'm quite happy that I uh-huh. that I did. So that this was an, an influence, like a, a, a some kind of kick that I really needed to make that change and try out. Okay, how can I actually do it? Can I work as a freelancer? Well, let's find it out. Now is the time. Um, you're not getting any younger. So if you want to try it, now is the chance. Yeah. Oh.
0: So you just basically yep. went for it. Good. Um, what would be your advice to someone who, is actually not interested in corporate job and is uh, looking into starting uh, his or her own uh, new business or own business?
1: Well, I I, I don't want to say uh, go for it or anything, but it's really, it is something to consider. I, I would say, though, that you should really not underestimate the work that you have to put into your own business. So... Uh, And -hmm. because it literally requires a different mindset than most of the corporate jobs. So it's like really like two different worlds. And it took me some time to adapt to it as well. Uh, You will need to work long hours. Yes, I know that in many corporate jobs, that's the case as well. But what's a bit different is that you will not get as much external triggers for your work. So you will always need to motivate yourself. There's no incoming pressure from peers or from your boss that uh, need you to do something you know at a certain time or something like that when you are um, when you're employed, you see that as a pressure you know and mainly as a as a negative factor, and it definitely can be. but it also means that you don't always have to come up with the next step yourself. you know sometimes there are just tasks that need to be done, so that reduces the yeah. complexity for you a bit when you work alone, on the other hand nobody will make those decisions for you or or put that pressure on you. And you need to be ready at any moment um, to actually to decide those next steps that bring your own business forward. And so you have to start each day being highly motivated yourself. There is no day, no single day where you can just drag through as you can sometimes do in a corporate employment.
0: What, what what would be the best uh, help? Uh, I mean, to keep yourself on track in this sort of situation.
1: Um, well, I I think one of the uh, it can be quite you know uh, lonesome sitting there in the office uh, in your uh, especially when you're working from home in your, your home office. office. Yeah, and I'm working from home. <laughs> um, so I guess it's it's always good to stay in touch with other people. Um, so. Uh, Mm -hmm. if, uh, it's possible again, go out and, you know, meet people that obviously with COVID-19 is not so easy, but I mean, most of the meetups have now gone, gone online, uh, which I don't think it's a 100% replacement to be entirely clear, but it's something, you know, that you can check out, um, and uh, just try to maintain contact with the with the outside world maybe even have like a some kind of mentor or a sparring partner where you can uh, at least exchange you know certain ideas or tell certain goals to others so that it uh, applies some outside pressure to you as well so that you don't just sit there and Mm -hmm. you know be responsible for your things only yourself if you if you tell other people about it you also generate some external pressure to yourself and that can that can actually help a lot to reach your goals you know? and it, when you don't have the feeling you're just doing that for yourself
0: yeah thanks for sharing this um my next question is um about uh, the current dynamic job market that we live in uh, we live in an era where technology changes quite fast so does the job market what do you think is the best way to manage all of this uh, for someone who is uh, really at the yeah. earliest stage of their career? Yeah,
1: so I can't, I can't really speak for, for engineering students specifically since I'm, I'm quite far from that sector, um, but as a general rule, um, I would say more than, more than ever before, you need to stay on top of new developments and you should not just rely on the knowledge that you receive when you're studying at university. So the, the, the formal education mm-hmm that you receive there, Uh, you should start building your own information channels, uh, as I said, in order to enhance your skills, and to widen your horizon, Um, start looking at things from a different perspective, not necessarily just the perspective that is given to you by universities. Uh, And as I said, this can be many things Mm -hmm. that can help you to achieve this studying abroad, learning new languages, for example, Mm -hmm. or starting your business, which I would actually think that is actually something I recommend a lot, like it can be a small side business, it really teaches you a lot of things that are usually entirely left out at university studies.
0: Interesting advice, thank you. And uh, my last question, uh, what are your ambitions uh, for the coming year? Um,
1: so uh, this year, I've taken this first year for me as a, a pure experimental run on, on whether or not I'm actually capable of working as a freelancer. Because as, as I said, this is mm-hmm. totally not for everyone. Not, not every person mm-hmm. is uh, suited for you know, doing this and working as a, alone as a freelancer. Um, but yeah. I, I think by now mm-hmm. after, you know, a bit more than a year, I can answer that question for me with a yes. And uh, now I, I think I will start to consolidate my business. So that means I will most likely drop some of the services that I offered and specialize more on those that are really successful. Um, and uh, and see how my business can grow with with that consolidation. Um I've I've all also said always that it could happen that I go back into some kind of regular employment. So that was always like my uh, uh, you know thought that oh what if it doesn't ter- turn out well for me like I could always go back. That's not really like I don't feel that pressure to absolutely have to continue. You know, but now and and especially yeah, with the changes that COVID nineteen brought about, I don't think that I will go back to a classic employment in the near future because this has just caught on so well um if i if i go back to an, mm-hmm. a form of employment it will probably be in some non-traditional form so it will uh, probably be remote it will be you know um maybe uh, in a in a way with with changing teams and something like very very modern and very much unlike going to an office and working from 9 to 5 um, but it's it's most likely, honestly, that I just continue as a freelancer next year and see how my business evolves. So uh, because so far it's been a story of growth, and I very much hope it will stay that way. So uh, I guess uh, I uh, the the results that I saw this year uh, totally uh, helped me to say, okay, I'm ready for another year in working as a freelancer and see you know how that story continues.
0: Great! Nice to hear that, and uh, wish you all the best and success. Uh, I really hope everything goes well, and uh, hopefully we can hear from you again later on. Uh, Once again, thank you so much, David, for your time. Uh, It was a very interesting talk. I'm sure our audience would also enjoy it, and um, wish you all the best.
1: Well, thanks for having me. Have a great day, and uh, yeah, anytime again, Sipi.
0: Sure, definitely. Thanks, David. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.